Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hello again. Hey. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Good to see you too. How's it going? It's going really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're back here again. We are. What should we talk about today? Well, I think let's tackle what it is to speak in tongues. Is it relevant for today? Is it real? How right. does it work? Right. Oh. Is it just mumbo jumbo it's, that's fake that people say? Yeah. Or is it real stuff? Is Who's it real things that really matter? Yeah. Who stole the key to my Honda? What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. old, old lingo. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Some I, people will get that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't get that reference. Okay. So <laughs> I don't speak in tongues. I know several people that, that do. I know that you do. I do. I can't remember actually hearing you do it, but I've, I've, I know you've done it before and that you have that gift. So I don't understand it from a gift point of view. And the Bible has a lot to say on it. And there's several verses about it in, uh, in the New Testament and even one in the Old Testament, I believe. Uh, so you're pulling can, out all the stuff. We can definitely reference some of those. The, it was prophesied in Isaiah, Isaiah 28, 11, for by people of strange lips and with a foreign language, or excuse me, for by people of strange lips and with a foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to his, to this people. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. it's also prophesied and that's what uh, Peter references on the day of Pentecost. Right. Pour and, out his spirit on all all men, all women. Right. And so, and yeah, let's go back to that in Pentecost and Acts when that happened. And so the 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 wind rushed through there and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Yes. And like flames were above everybody's head and they were speaking and 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 then and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Yeah, that would have been a sight. Right. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And, and how is that that we hear each of us in, our, in his own native language? So technically, it sounds like in that case, they were speaking in foreign languages that were already known, though, not necessarily speaking in tongues that were not known. Well, right? it, it, yeah, it was in a sense they were speaking the gospel at that point in, in all the languages that were present. And it was a miracle because none of them, none of them knew how to speak those languages. And I've heard of that happening at, you know, uh, revival events or missionary things that they start preaching and all of a sudden they're preaching in the native tongue instead of needing an interpreter. Right. Uh, that's one way that, that it happens. Yeah. And the first verse that I could find that actually specifically talks about it speaking not in a foreign language, but actually in a, in a, in a God language is 1 Corinthians 14.2. For one who speaks in a tongue 
speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. Yeah, and then there's also, uh, if we go on when Paul's speaking about tongues, and he's in 1 Corinthians uh, 14 again, 27 and 28, if anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. So there's different... um, ways that it happens. There's different areas that it can be used. There's different applications. And I don't think we understand all the time that it is so diverse. A lot of people just hear speaking in tongues and they run away from it because it's a mystery and it's scary and it can be messy and people have used it and abused it. Sure. And I I guess from a skeptic's point of view, not me, but the devil's advocate type of thing, (laughs) uh, (laughs) someone could come up and say, hey, that's fake. I don't believe that's really a real language that, that I think you're just making this up as you go. Right. And if you've ever heard somebody speak in tongues, that would really kind of be kind of amazing because it's something that you really can't make up. It doesn't sound like to me. You, I Every mean, time I've heard it, it sounds legit. But That's the thing. People can because it's been used as an elitist status. I see. Like, oh, I speak in tongues and you don't. So yeah. I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so you're I'm, not. I'm a real Christian. You yeah. ain't. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like yeah. in the, on and the I, Yeah, and I do kind of feel left out because so many of my uh, good friends who can speak in tongues that are saved and I can't. And I yeah. was like, I was like uh, what, did I do something wrong? And I think think that that is the most awful way that we can that we can go about even um, speaking about speaking in tongues like it's not an elitist status it is not a I'm a better Christian than you and that's right. that's what's caused so much hurt in the church I've known very very close friends who have been very damaged because of that very sentiment while well, you haven't spoken in tongues and so you must not be baptized in the Holy Spirit and yet they were one, he was, they were some of the most influential people in the, in the walk with Jesus that I've ever met in my entire life. They exhibited more fruit of the spirit than most people I've ever met. Yeah. And, and so it's not an elite symbol. Yeah. And, and Paul does address that question in, uh, first Corinthians 12 and in, or picking up in like verse 27, he says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, now eagerly desire the greater gifts. So he's asking these rhetorical questions as as if like you're supposed to have all of these gifts if you're a believer and and you don't and he and it's pretty obvious that he doesn't expect everyone to yeah it's those. it's up to the Holy Spirit to right. kind of disseminate as needed the gifts that edify the body of Christ it's not for you these most of these gifts now here's where I kind of take a caveat to that and say I believe that. The personal gift of tongues is the only gift that's for you. And here's why. Because it's not supposed to be something. So when it's your personal gift and it's the, um, the language of heaven, the uttering mysteries of the spirit to God, you're speaking straight to him, but you don't have the words to say. This is your like personal language to pray very powerful things right. to God. Not to show off to others. And so this is your language to pray with in your closet. This is where he says, go into your room and close the door and pray to your father. This is where you speak 
those well, things. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get as like, I don't have that language and I don't speak to God that way. And I don't know how to do that. And no one's ever and the Holy Spirit's never come upon me. It's like, Oh, this is how you do it. bud. and sometimes I've, you know, some people I know have just been given the gift of tongues in, in a moment, just sitting in their room praying. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I'm, I'm speaking in tongues. And some people, um, have never had the gift. Right. They've asked for it. They've been prayed for it. They've been damaged by others that said, well, you must be doing something wrong because we prayed for you and you didn't get it. Um, like there's, there's a mystery to it that I can't give you a formula for. There's only one thing and I can go to the Bible that, that shows me how I, how I tell people to go after it. And we can read that. I got to pull that up. But Jesus tells the parable. Um, it's, it's kind of one of my favorites, the audacious neighbor Remember that one? The audacious neighbor? Yeah. He he goes to his neighbor's house in the middle of the night because oh, a friend he, showed up on a journey. Oh, and journey. he keeps badgering him for something? And he keeps yeah. banging on the door so that he right. can get up and give him some bread because, right. well, I don't have any bread to give my friend. And the neighbor says, go away. It's late. Me and my family are laying down. We're sleeping. We're not getting up to give you bread. And the guy keeps banging on the door until he gets out of bed and gets up and gives him bread. And Jesus says, because of his audaciousness of not giving up, the guy gets up and gives him what he's asking for. And in the same way, ask your father in heaven for the Holy Spirit. I'm not even sure what audacious means. It sounds like persistence. It sounds like very annoying persistence. <laughs> like it's, it's nighttime and I'm sleeping and you won't right? leave me alone. So I guess I'll get up so I can get you to go away. So what are you saying that I should persistently or audaciously keep asking for the gift of tongues? Well, if it's something that you earnestly want to seek out and I, and I think that it's something that you can ask God continuously for. And as you're seeking out Jesus, you know, it's, well, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't know that why I would even ask for that because I don't know what I would do with it once I got it. Cause number one, I can't understand what I'm saying. God can understand it. But, and I think it's cool to do, but I, I, I guess I don't understand the, the point of why I should seek for something that I, that I, that I can't really understand myself. Well, I think. When you get the gift, it's, it's, you know, we say in our church, it's the physical evidence, the physical manifestation of being baptized in tongues. It's something that's tangible to say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has given me this gift because I can't fabricate this. Right. You know, you can see ba- the baptism with the gifts uh, or the fruit of the spirit. Because when we live with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, with kindness, when we live these ways, you know that the spirit is in you because those are things that are evident of fruit of being in Jesus. Right. But physical manifestation is I'm speaking something that I can't fabricate. I know that this is from him and that he's, he's there and it it gives you, what does it say in acts? You will receive power when the Holy spirit comes upon you. And it's kind of like that boost. In my opinion, this is how I feel. It's that boost that says I am with you. I am giving you these gifts and these strengths that you can go out and carry out the mission of the kingdom of God, not to be one up with somebody else or to show that you've got right. a better relationship or right. whatever. No, it's for my own. This is to edify myself, to encourage myself, 
to go out and be bold for the kingdom of God. Right. Well, and can you can you see where there'd be some danger, though? It'd be off-putting to, a, to, to do it in front of a non-believer where they don't understand something, so therefore they, they, have, to, they have to discount it. Well, would you say, know, here's the, here's the thing. Um, our favorite writer, Paul. Remember Paul? Yeah. He's our favorite. He is. <laughs> Not really, though. <laughs> so, in, in the same, in, so in, in 1 Corinthians, he's addressing this whole thing about tongues very, very directly. Right. In verse 23, he says, So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and the inquirers or unbelievers come in, if you get somebody from the outside that has no idea what you're doing, he's saying, Will they not say that you're out of your mind? Yeah. They're going to say you're crazy because they don't get it. Yeah, and I and I understand what he's saying, and and he's also he's also echoing what I'm saying, or I'm echoing what right. he's saying. It's not it's not to to prove that you're more spiritual. The personal gift of tongues when you're speaking uh, in your prayer, I believe that's for you and God. Right. That's to give you that closeness, that that connection, and and. So here's my example of how I know that this works. It, it did. It did for me. This is my experience, and I shared it at the beginning of our of when we started. And I had that feeling when I got it. It clicked in my head that day, that night. Me and my wife were talking, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, "All you have to do is let me out. I'm still here." And so I went and got into my quiet place, and I just started speaking in tongues. I knew that God hadn't left me. It was such a relief that I hadn't been abandoned, knowing that the gift that I had received at 14 was still there and it hadn't been revoked. That's awesome. And that gave me encouragement and boldness and the confidence to know that God has still for me. Right. But that was for me. I didn't run around and tell everybody, hey, guess what? I'm speaking in tongues again. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and it can it can be so misunderstood, and I know it's I know it's legitimate with a lot of believers, and I I've you know heard people speak in tongues. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, and it's, and it's yeah, it's a language, and and it's given by the Holy Spirit speaking to God. The Spirit knows the Father, and so right. I'm speaking mysteries into the spiritual realm that that I have no I don't know. I do know when I'm prompted to speak, there's times where it's very powerful and I know you need to just start praying and you need to pray in your tongue. Cause I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm praying for, but I know that God is, is, is using that in that moment. Now, the other instance is when he's speaking about, you know, if somebody has something that they feel they're supposed to say to the church body, let's say you're in a prayer meeting and you do feel that you have a, a, a message in a different tongue. I personally have never experienced that one, but I, I've seen it. I've never been a part of giving that, um, that, that message, but I've seen it done. And you know when somebody's trying to make themselves look good and you know when it's legitimate. You get the feeling that the Holy Spirit check that says, you know, uh, this is for real. Right. But you also need, if they just give the message in the tongue, you don't know what it is. And you've been, uh, you've had experience where someone speaks in tongues, and then someone actually interprets that. Yes. Also, I've and, had, and you've and you verified just by the way 
it was that in that moment that it was correct. It lines up with scripture. It doesn't take away from Christ. It doesn't, um, it's not a selfish thing that, that lifts the person up. It's to encourage the body. It's to encourage the gathering. Okay. It's, a, it's like a, it's like a prophecy. It's a word from God. All right. Do you recall an example you could give to our listeners about when this when this happens, like when someone spoke in tongues and then it was it was verified or interpreted by someone else and the specifics of that? Do you recall? I that? do. It was at one of our our uh, prayer meetings that we were doing on Sunday nights. OK. And somebody stood up in in the middle of of it was very silent and very um just self reflection of of trying to seek out the presence of god and all of a sudden somebody stood up and gave a message in tongues and at that moment i started praying god let me have the interpretation i want to experience this this is going to be great i didn't get it uh-huh. um it it says in the scripture and now i i don't have that one pulled up <clears throat> But to pray for interpretation as well. If you have the message, pray for yourself to have the interpretation as well. Uh, and that's what happened in this instant. And so the person gave the message, and then they had the interpretation. And here's how we knew that it was legit. It encouraged the body. Okay. It was scripturally sound. It didn't take away from anything of the gospel of Jesus. Okay, good. And four other people had had similar, like in, in sections of what was said, had had the same revelation of certain sections throughout the day. And they could verify that, man, I was just reading that, or I heard God say that to me this morning, or like it was it was something that was just resonating with everybody that was there. Right. You couldn't fake it. It was yeah. yeah it wasn't like, oh, you spied on everybody and, and said something that was going to Right. No. And there was collusion. You guys all got on the same chat page. And, and, and so it was yeah. absolutely yeah. verifiable in that way that it it was aligned with the message of Jesus and it encouraged everyone. And, and, um, and people, people were, were moved by this message. It was definitely something that lifted people up. Right. Well, yeah. And for those of us who don't speak in tongues, I mean, don't feel bad because I'm yeah, with no, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Do not feel bad. You know, there, there's a verse in the Bible. I, I don't know exactly which one it is, but it, that the Holy Spirit will pray in, in words to God for you. That utterances it, and groanings. Yes, yes. Yeah. Utterances and groanings that we don't understand, but only only God can interpret. So, oh yes, like Romans eight twenty six. Like likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Yes, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Yes. So He can take the wheel. The Spirit can. Oh, and that's. That's essentially um, the way I see it is right. I'm, I'm partnering in prayer with the one who knows the father intimately. Right. And he's well, in me drawing me close into that presence. And um, it, it's just an encouragement. I don't like right. to use it as, uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up in that, in that um, era where everybody would speak like in first Corinthians where Paul's actually kind of speaking against it. Everybody would just speak as loud as they could in tongues in the middle of church, all, all service during worship, whatever, so loud. And, and it was chaotic. And a lot of people in my age, our age group, they kind of grew up through that. And there's been a lot of hurt through that. Right. And that's definitely not the meaning of why, I encourage someone to say, you know, just seek it out. If you, if it's not a gift that you get, it's not a bad deal. But if it's something you want, I think Jesus encourages us to ask. 
Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit jealous and envious of your gift. I, I wish I, I had it, but nece- I'm not necessarily pursuing it that much either. I, I just don't know what I would do with it if, if I got it. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe sometime in my life it'll come upon me. But I can't really speak to that. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I don't I don't encourage someone to seek after it if it's, you know, a self-gratifying type. Um, I need it because I need to have a, a higher status on the spiritual ladder. confirmation that I'm really a believer is right. what I would it's the way I kind of look at it though. As and I, I don't, like, I don't think that at all. I think just as it was on the day of Pentecost, Jesus right. said, go and wait until you are baptized in power. You will have right. the power come upon you. And that at that moment, Peter, the one who couldn't even stand up and say, Jesus was his friend is baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaks in tongues, and gets out and preaches to 3,000 people, and they all come to Christ. Right. The power and the boldness comes upon you, and he goes out, and he starts to change the world. This is the timid guy who couldn't say, yeah, Jesus is my friend. Correct. That's how I look at it. And this is, it's not meant to glorify myself. It's meant to encourage me, edify me, to get me uh, into the boldness that the spirit of God is creating in me. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of boldness. Yeah. And Peter uses the Isaiah verse to reference back, you know, to say, Hey, look, this is, this is spoken about in the, in the old Testament. So this is legit. Yeah. And people aren't been drinking. It's only (laughs) 9am. We're not drunk. (laughs) Right. And Paul's cool with it. He's, he said, you know, look, you don't, you don't necessarily have to heal people or have prophecy either. It's just, it just kind of depends. Right. There's different gifts for different folks and you certainly wouldn't have all of them, but, also, there's one thing that that Christ said right before he left, though, and I think the, that could be misinterpreted. Uh, let's see. He says, he says in Mark 16, uh, verse starting with verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that kind of, when you read that just off face value, it looks like if you're a believer, you should be doing one, at least one of those things. Well, and I... I... I see us as going out and having the faith to attempt it. I've gone to the hospital and prayed for people that are dying. I've right. seen, I, I haven't seen any of them get out of their bed, but I've seen spiritual transformation that is going to last for eternity. Um, right. I, I have seen myself be brought through, uh, situations where I should have probably gotten really hurt and God had just kind of protected my, my physical being. Yeah, me too. For sure. I I, I almost had the rake fall through my head out in the garage just a little bit ago. And somehow it missed me. It was really kind of traumatic. Oh no, I didn't hear about that. No, I didn't tell you. Oh, well Well, now you just kind of (laughs) did, but I just, I, it, I'm leaning over and all of a sudden this huge heavy rake falls over and, and I reach up and I grab it without even seeing it. And I go, thank you, Lord, for protecting my head because that will really hurt. You're an exceptional athlete. There's these, also there's these things that I think we we push off and saying, oh, well, that was just luck. Right. And I don't believe that. 
I don't think we go out and seek and like, you know, the snake handlers. I'm not this. picking I'm up not, a snake. I'm not going to drink poison I'm not intentionally. Drink, no, I'm not going to drink any poison that I know about. But I think the point of that is saying, you know, you're in me and I'm going to, I'm going to watch over you for your purpose to be ta- to carried out. And I believe that when we seek out the gift of tongues for the right reason, when we seek out the gift of prophecy, when we seek these things out for the right reasons, God is going to honor that in in due time. Okay. Well, so do you think that that Jesus was just talking to his uh, disciples about about those particular things and that just applied to them and not everybody else? No, because he says, go out and teach them all the things that I have taught you. And so they're supposed to do the exact same thing. They're supposed to go teach all of these things that Jesus taught and then send them out on the same mission. Mission. So no, I do not believe. I believe he was telling his disciples, yeah, start this, get it going. But you're supposed to teach them all things. And I'm going to send you the helper who will teach you all the things and remind you all the things that I have taught. But when it says here, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, they will so-and-so-and-so-and-so drive out demons, speak in new tongues, pick up snakes, drink deadly poison. Paul expounds on that and says, is everybody... If if we had every gift, what do you think would happen? If you had every gift that's listed in the Bible, you could heal, you could speak in tongues, you could prophesy, you could interpret, you would teach, you're an apostle, you have all these gifts. Just what, me or the just like, you. Or all the believers out there. Just you. Oh my gosh. What do you think would happen in your head? Well, I wouldn't get any sleep because people be banging on my door. <laughs> heal me, heal me. Heal okay, me. yeah, there's that. There's that. Right. It would, that would be that would be fantastic, but also a lot of responsibility, and I don't think I could handle it. Now, in this day and age, let's, I'm try, you're not quite where I need you to be yet. Okay. In this day and age, if you were able to heal, teach, be popu- popular, prophesy, I mean, all of these things, what do you think would happen in the eyes of society? What would you be? Well... I I think I'd be a threat. Or or put on a pedestal. Yeah. Well, both. And then your head gets a little bit puffed up. Because Probably. look at what I can do. All right. these people need me. Right. God has chosen me to do all of these things and I am so blessed and 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 powerful. Yeah. And, totally. I'm I'm just a man. It would go to it would totally go to my head for sure. And I have to think that too. I go, God, why, why aren't you using me to heal people? Why aren't you giving me the gift? And sometimes I know it's because you're not ready to handle that. If you were able to do that, you may, you know, you're probably going to take it and, and get a puffy head. Well, and this is expounding on this more than I actually thought we were going to today. But yeah, we, we kind of, we do that. Well, yeah, I know. And that's, that's good. But I, <laughs> what if he was talking to everybody and he says, look, you have the ability to do all these things if you're channeling the Holy Spirit like you should be. And if you're not, and you have the power to do these things. It's just, you've got the Holy Spirit. You're just not using it right. I believe, I believe we have to step out in faith. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, Jesus says, yeah, he says, go do these things. And the ones that he's, he's sending out, he's already sent out once. They've done it. They've practiced it. They've been a part of his ministry. They've, they've gone. Um, that's, that's kind of a normal everyday thing for all of them. They've been a part of it for the last three years. Now, in my day, I usually talk myself out of it. Well, God can't. He's not going to use me to do that. There's no way I can do that. I, I hear him tell me a lot of times, you need to go pray for this person for healing or or whatever it is that he's prompting me to do. And I say, yeah, God, that's... They might get 
you know, offended or they may not want that or I'm scared and I don't do it. And I wonder how many times he's ready to actually let, allow me to be a part of that statement. Go out and cast out demons, heal people, prophesy. But I don't because I'm scared. Well, and I don't just because I don't believe that I'd be able to do it. Exactly. And so that's part of the problem, I think. And I think... So it's not that it's not able to be... It's not able to happen. It's not that we're not in the right relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's that I'm saying I'm too scared. Well, yeah. And I've never... I've, I've never... It's never occurred to me that I would have the gift to heal people or to cast out a demon or something. I could certainly pray for, for healing for people. Sure. I have no problem doing that. I believe, I and I don't have a problem doing all these things. It's just that it's never occurred to me that my... The Holy Spirit is strong enough in me that I'm able to channel it the way I should to make these things occur. I don't think it's about channeling. It's about stepping on faith. It's about saying, yes, God, I'm available. And as the season and the time hits, uh, these gifts are handed out at different times for different people. It's to, it's to edify the, the church and the people that are lost to glorify, to glorify the name of Christ. If you look at the people that Jesus healed, if you look at the people that listened to the disciples speak in a tongue, if you see all of these different things, it was to bring people into the kingdom of God. Right. Your sins are forgiven and your faith has healed you. But in Christ was just a man just like you and me, but he was able to he was able to use the power of the Holy Spirit to do these things because he didn't do any of these things on his own. Well, he, he had used... the full measure of the Holy Spirit, yep, because there was no sin, and so it wasn't withheld right. Right. from him. So you think the sin is, hold, is, is the blockade that's keeping us from doing these things? Uh, yes. Okay. I do believe our, our, that's the fight of the spiritual, of the spirit and the flesh the man's uh, sinful nature and the nature of God. And it fights and wars within us and there's conflict. And I do believe that there's, um, there's, there's the sin part that holds us back. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out all fear, right? Right. Um, I, there's, and, and these are all kind of just things that I've come to believe in my life and things that I've seen. Um, I've also realized that a lot of times I hold myself back thinking that I'm not good enough for God to use. And I realize that those times that he's asking me, um, to do whatever it is he's asking me to do, it's not because I'm good enough. It's because he loves me. When I was able to speak in tongues again, all those years ago, when I started coming back to Jesus and he said, I'm still here, I'm still with you. That was, that was, like I told you, that was almost as powerful as the moment I gave my life to Christ. It had the same relieving effect in my spirit. I think that's terrific. And so I think, I think looking at them with the right perspective is important as well. Right. And I think it's part of our human condition that we're naturally inclined to limit ourselves mm. so that we don't use the gifts that we already, that we that we have that we don't really know that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, well, I can't do that. Well, you've already lost. Mm, I've already spoken the death sentence. Yeah. Right. I can't. I I can't. I can't. There's no can't. It is not. It's a new way of thinking. We got to renew our minds and we got to, you know, be transformed. Exactly. Exactly. And I wish I could figure it out and I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to figure this out. Yeah. I think, I think we'll have a session of just praying. 
I think so. That yeah. won't be on the air, listeners. <laughs> yeah, and you can speak in tongues if you feel so inclined. Yes, yes I believe it's a powerful. Um, I believe it's a powerful gift that gives encouragement to you personally to go out and do the things that Jesus has told us to do. That you're being empowered by the Spirit to do, not as an elitist status, but as a um, kind of like a boost. Right. And if it comes upon you like that, the spirit comes upon you like that, I think you're, I'm all for it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, and this could be, this could be a whole season really, uh, speaking about the gifts of the spirit and tongues and how it's been used and, and all of that. Um, but I think this kind of gives us a base of, I think it's a powerful thing. God's poured it out for all people. He says to ask and keep asking. Don't feel one down from somebody that has it. Um, keep banging on the door. What's the term that you used? Yeah, What's if, the verbiage? The audaciousness. Ah, uh, audaciously ask. Because of the audaciousness that he asked. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, the other one was the little lady and the judge. Remember that one? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Keep asking. Keep if it's asking. something that you desperately desire, if it's something that you feel that you really, really want to go after, it's not a one time thing all the time. Sometimes you got to go after it. And I think I it's think, almost if God's saying, how bad do you really want this? Yeah. Okay. Seek me. Yeah. Seek out the father. Seek and you will find knock mm-hmm. and the door will be opened. There you go. There you go. And so I believe that's how it is. Not again as a, as a elite status, but as a desire, I want you more. I want the spirit more. Well, thank you for not looking down at me because I don't have your gift. I don't look down. I know you don't. I, I respect you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think your gift is very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate your input in that. I feel a lot better about it. Well, thank you, man. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Listeners, I hope that uh, this touched a chord in your lives. Um, and we're really glad you joined us today. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word, to find out what it says, and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at mikematrealthings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.